dark in doorless chambers, where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. <laughs> Hey everyone, and welcome to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. And today I'm joined by Costa Sam, the blog star of the internet, of the Theme Park blogging world. How are you doing, Sam? I wouldn't really call myself a star, but um, I definitely attempt to be a blogger, that's for sure. I'm very good, Ryan. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot, like, like I've been posting on Facebook, people know there's a lot of personal things going on at the moment in terms of our personal life becoming a bit more hectic uh, than it has been which has meant we've not been able to get out and about as much as possible but you know we're going to keep trying to do you know podcasts and live streams and things like that Uh, so we'll keep doing that even if we can't get out to the parks as much as we'd like at the moment that's it that's the spirit that's all you can do right keep on keeping on (laughs) yeah yeah well what i'm hoping is that we'll have a strong end to the year so i mean we've got a halloween season coming up and then uh we have blackpool pleasure beach which has extended until into december so i'm sure that you know we'll, we'll have plenty of trips but i mean this year we've had uh what have we had so we've had port aventura cancelled disney world cancelled uh, Disneyland Paris, we wanted to go to, not cancelled, but it never could happen. Um, what else have we had cancelled? Yeah, we were going to go down to London. Uh, we've not been able to do that. Um, so it's just been a, a real write-off so far in terms of theme park visits. Uh, but some visits that we have managed to do so far include some that we visited with yourself and also uh, Charlie from Go Theme Parks as well. And that's what we're talking about today. We want to talk about uh, Flamingoland. And because this was... I mean, I've been to Flamingoland loads of times because it's, it's probably one of the closest parks to us. Uh, but Sam has never been to Flamingoland before. So the whole point of this episode is to talk about Flamingoland from the perspective of someone who's brand new, who's never been before. And also, uh, in addition, we're going to do another episode, which will be out uh, hopefully the following week. And that will be talking about Blackpool Pleasure Beach for the first time from Sam's perspective. So what we're hoping is to get some of Sam's insights, you know, what what he enjoyed, what didn't he enjoy, what would he do differently next time if he was planning a trip. And hopefully, if if you've never been to Flamingo Land or Blackpool before, that should actually help you uh, and should give you some handy tips for the future. Okay, so, uh, kicking off then, Sam, uh, before we get going, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I run a blog, and I guess now a kind of a, a vlogging sphere as well. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, that's at 
Coaster Sam blog, uh, and you can find everything we've got going on there. We we post uh, reviews and, and opinion pieces twice a week, and then we also have uh, every now and then we like to put some uh, video content out on our IGTV. So we do a <laughs> we do a theme park trivia game show every now and then, where we go and and physically ho- or I go and physically host a game show in a theme park, which is great fun. Uh, and then also we do the standard kind of theme park vlogging. Uh, vibes so lots of fun lots of things going on there please do get involved on instagram that's at coaster sound blog and uh yeah come along and have some fun you need to do a little bit better with your intro though because you're always getting disturbed by a coaster i don't know if you've noticed but every time you're trying to do your intro (laughs) something happens and you know it's so unprofessional that you're not even doing another take you're just like no that'll do i'll go with that Hey, yeah, I don't know why that happens, but, you know, I guess that's the, the trials and issues of uh, of trying to run a, a game show at a theme park. Yeah, that's it. Um, but, yeah, if you've not seen it before, then then get on to Coaster Sam blog, and it's on his IGTV section, uh, and there's been a few so far, and um, Charlie, he was on it at Flamingo Land. He didn't do too well, uh, from what I remember. I think he got, like, two out of six or something like that so you know you can uh, watch it and then play along at home that's the idea that's it brush up on your theme park knowledge and join us in whichever park you you can choose out of the four we've shot in there we go <laughs> <laughs> there we go right okay so flamingo land then so like i said i mean i've, I've been to flamingo land uh loads of times but i mean what what i what I really enjoy uh, when you first approach Flamingo Land is that as you enter the car park, you kind of see the park unravel before your eyes. You can pretty much see the entire park from the car park. And that's one of the things that I enjoy pulling up to Flamingo Land. But what were your first impressions the first time uh, that we went to Flamingo Land? Yeah, you know, it was amazing because I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, having researched about it as a kid and, and never really, I, I live all the way down down in the south of England. So traveling all the way up, up to Yorkshire was never really an option um, for me. Um, so to finally be able to go and s- sort of see, as you say, th- these coasters uh, sort of suddenly appear out of the the rolling hills of yorkshire was, was amazing um and just driving up to the park as well and like you say ryan you know suddenly kumali you see the drop or the or you see the the humongous drop tower you know there and and your excitement builds and, and i've even got to say you know entering the gates and stepping out of the car one of my things that initially I thought, okay, this park is is kind of here to play. It's pretty serious. Uh, is just how nicely the the entrance um, ticket sort of uh, center is sort of laid out. And while that seems quite trivial, and I can understand most people are like, well, why do you care about the sort of layout of the ticket booths? Um, I really think that kind of uh, formula of kind of getting into the park. And, and the smoothness of that and, and how it looks and feels is actually um, adds to your kind of day because it's the first impression that a park gives. Uh, how smooth is their entrance operations? Um, and I've got to hand it to, you know, and hand it to the, the guys at Flamingo Land, uh, you know, that their entrance operations was very smooth and, and it looked really nice. And there was atmospherical music playing, the rides were in the distance and it just really set you up for a, for a great day. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also the 
the new uh, in the ten inversion coaster that will be now for next year. That just kind of lays itself out in front of you, and then I can just imagine next year being stood in the car park and watching that testing and going around. It's going to be quite an amazing sight. Um, I do really miss the corkscrew being there and its kind of whirring noise that it used to make, and you used to hear that whirring noise from the car park as you were walking down. And that would always kind of build a little bit of anticipation. So, uh, from what I understand, the uh, I don't think it's the on the new ride. It's not actually uh, a chain lift, so I'm not entirely sure what kind of sound it's actually going to make. But hopefully, that'll become the new iconic si- sound of Flamingoland as you approach surely, the park. So. Surely, the sound's just going to be the classic. Uh, that noise, right? Like a kind of a Ferrari passing, but just people screaming. Yeah, no, well, no. I think it'll be well. It'll be like a kind of rumble. Right? I think it'll. I think it'll probably sound very similar to Colossus. And my my impression of Colossus was that it kind of made this this kind of low kind of rumbling noise. Um, and I think it'll probably make a kind of similar sound because it's not a high it's not a high speed coaster, is it? Mm. So I think it'll kind of make this kind of rumbling. So noise. what what sort of noise do you think it'll make then, Ryan? I... I'm, well, uh, the, the lift hill or the or the entire ride? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, just in general, you said you know there's the sort of low rumbling noise. I really, I can't actually <laughs> picture it in my head. So I think I mean, it'll, what... ju- it'll just be like kind of like a kind of, kind of well that kind of tone. Probably not what sound like that at all. But I don't I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a kind of rumbling low wheel kind of noise. Kind of like a like a. Like that, or or am I am I am I, am I off the yeah, mark? Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah, something like that. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have to see, won't we? I mean, um, one more time. Sorry, just sort of just sort of um, <laughs> try your noise again for me. Like is, that. is that my toothbrush? That's sort of. I've left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, very right, good, very okay. good. Ten so, out of ten for you so, there. So Glad let's get the, yeah. So let's get the um, let's get the awkward bit out of the way first. Let's uh, let's you know let's let's address the elephant that's in the room. So what what were the things that you would say as a first timer to Flamingo Land that you found a disappointment? So either something that you were looking forward to that didn't live up to expectations, or something you weren't expecting at all but kind of spoilt the mood a little bit was there anything that you would say you were disappointed about uh, at Flamingo Land as a first timer um yeah you know I, I think it's hard because you do kind of have ideas and expectations that's been set from other other parks and I think certainly where I live there's a lot of Merlin attractions and obviously they're quite high budget you know theme parks they're not necessarily independent as uh, flamingo land is so of course you're going to have a difference in kind of the amount of theming and quality um, and, and i think to begin with that was that, that was the first noticeable thing for me that i was kind of expecting um i, I was thinking there was going to be more theming there was going to be more immersion into the different lands um but as it turned out i felt the general kind of landscaping of the park was a bit just a bit too open and a bit too flat there wasn't um there wasn't sort of specific worlds or lands or areas that we were kind of passing through it was just sort of like here's a big field this part of the field 
has a splash pad. This part of the field has a bit of rocks. You know, this part of the field has a has you know that. So that's the only thing that I would say initially that was disappointing. Um, but um, but again, you know, understandable. Flamingo Land is an independent park. It it can't necessarily shovel all its money and budget into into that. So you know, I, I totally understand why that why that's there or why that why that you know has happened. Um, the other thing that I would say uh, for me was uh, just. Personally, when we went, it was sort of fairly early on in the season, uh, sort of since lockdown, post-lockdown um, had kind of happened. Um, so they were still kind of getting used to, to different things. Um, but there wasn't that much entertainment. There was the pirate show, which was fantastic. But from what the website has shown, you know, meet and greets with you know, big IPs such as like uh, Peter Rabbit and um, and other kind of uh, park characters, um, that they've got there. Uh, no, I, I didn't. We didn't really see any of that. The, the pirate show was there, um, which we did watch, um, which I thought was fantastic. And you know that set was huge, and the pirate ship was enormous. But I felt the entertainment in the park was generally lacking, um, personally, with sort of spontaneous meet and greets and um, sort of character interaction and things like that. There, as I say, the pirate show was good. But so that that was a bit of a sh- bit of a shame. Um, and then the third thing I would say, and my final thing is, I'd say just in the, the 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 food in general. I didn't really feel like there was a lot of dining options, or even if there were dining options, they weren't necessarily perhaps open. Now again, that could have been due to COVID and things not being sorted out, or you know now we're at a different stage than we were back then. So I can understand why perhaps some restaurants weren't open, or, or you know. Um, but in general, I didn't feel like there was much option uh for that so yeah they're the kind of three things i felt like entertainment was lacking theming was lacking and um there wasn't many many options in regards to sort of food yeah so i mean so it's probably worth mentioning obviously we visited um sort of early july 2020 so when parks had only just started to reopen i think flamingo land had probably been open maybe two or three weeks when we visited, maybe a bit longer. I think the parks opened around then, didn't they? Um, And so in terms of food, the only food that was available was in the pirate area. Um, And normally there are quite a few different options. Like there is, uh, they do like fish and chips uh, up towards where Cliffhanger is. Um, And there's um, like a pub uh, near where the sort of Peter Rabbit stuff is. So there's normally a few different options there, uh, like normal kind of theme park food. But yeah, that was pretty limited. In terms of the the lands, I think Flamingo Land, are, uh, they went through a really big development phase, probably in the early 2000s. So when they built uh, Kumali and they built Velocity, they built Lost River Ride... And all these rides that they built. And they kind of... um, I felt like when they put in Kamali and and they put in Lost River Ride, I think that area, it was uh, really, really fresh. uh, And I really like it. And that's where the sort of splash pad area is. And it's that part of the park is probably, for me, the best themed area of the park, I think. Um, And it's still still really good. Um, They've never really got to grips with the entrance area, which is the... It's meant to be themed after uh, Metropolis. Um, you know, the I think it, 
it's a film from the 1920s I think and that was the idea so they have like the rides and, and they have this kind of green sort of low green kind of colour scheme I don't think they've ever kind of got to grips with that theme and I'm hoping it looks like they're going to do quite a bit of theming around the new coaster it looks like they've built like a mini sort of lake haven't they uh, so I'm hoping that whole area now they've repainted Velocity is going to come to life a little bit more I personally I'd like the entrance area to be like a kind of big pirate themed area I think the rides that they have would probably suit that um so I think that would be what I'd like them to go for but I'm not entirely sure I think they'll probably stick with a kind of futuristic kind of theme but I mean in the 90s when we used to go to Flamingoland um you know early 90s it literally was just a field with with stuff on you know um when even you know before they brought in rides like the bullet and magnum force you know it really was uh pretty much a fairground you know it was a zoo primarily with a fairground area a bit like west midland safari park is uh now uh although that's quite well themed now as well so yeah it's i think there's a lot of work to do i think but it's it's a really tricky one for Ringoland because they are owned by you know one family and they're probably you know they're looking they have to look at what money they've brought in they need to look carefully what can we afford to invest and sometimes what needs to be invested in outweighs you know what money is available i guess um so so yeah it's a tricky one that but if they could do more theming and then yeah and if they could have more roaming entertainment i think that would definitely bring it to life a little bit more so that's hopefully something they might think about in the future i mean i know that i remember going a few years ago and they used to have um you know drummers and things like that around the round where voodoo is so they have kind of done shows like that so i'm i'm thinking at the moment it's quite limited but i think hopefully next year uh when we go again and hopefully you come back up north and we go again hopefully we'll we'll see a difference won't we yeah i think i mean one thing they could do you know as i say i come from a from a sort of entertainment background and i think um one thing that i definitely thought that would be interesting to see is to have the pirates from the pirates of zanzibar um do an actual meet and greet now i know at the time um they uh were kind of up on the stage before the show but i feel like they shouldn't be out on the ship before the actual show because i think half the fun of the show is is the reveal of the pirates and kind of meeting them as their natural stage cues are you know you kind of they come out one by one sort of in their own ways or whatever and you kind of get to know the crew um so i feel like if they did did do a meet and greet i feel like they should use uh, an actual sectioned off either in indoor space when obviously possible with covid or an outdoor space where you have an actual themed backdrop and after the show maybe for sort of 15 20 minutes you have a a meet and greet section where people can go and meet the cast because i think that would sort of add uh add um add something add a bit more gravitas to to, to the show um and in general yeah you're yeah having roaming roaming performers and and actors i think would be would be great as well um obviously if budget allows um but it's interesting you were talking about the the montropolis theme um upon the entrance because um yeah it's it's funny if if that's what they were going for because they've sort of stuck a great big pirate ship you know off to the right as you enter so um yeah i feel like they they should definitely i mean there's definitely room for work perhaps i think the metropolis theme has kind of dropped off 
you know, in the last couple of years, and I think they're kind of in between. Um, the whole area where Cliffhanger is, since they've built the, um, you know, the the Grand Prix ride, the Formula One, you know, cars ride, um, that's lost a bit of its maritime kind of theme because that was meant to be like a bit of a maritime kind of area. Um, so there's a few confused themes going on at the moment. I really, I really liked the the maritime kind of theme around cliffhanger and and I like to have seen them kind of double down on that a little bit more. Um, but it looks like they've freshened up the whole splash pad area because I remember, uh, we went a few years ago and it was starting to look a little bit, uh, you know, worn, uh, but it looks like they've freshened that whole area up again. And when, um, flip flop is running, you know, and the sun's shining, um, you know, it's a really fantastic uh, looking area, I think, around there. Um, so, you know, so some parts of the park for me are really nice, uh, but they definitely need to... That whole area, as you come through the entrance, and then you, it still feels a bit like it's a concrete area with some rides. You know, it still feels a bit like that. Uh, so I'd just like them to do a little bit more work around there, ideally. But, you know, either way, um, you know, they need to... Inv- I, you know, if... If they were going to say, well, do you know what? We can have a build, a 10 inversion coaster, or we can make this area look really nice. I think I'd probably be on the side of, yeah, build the 10 inversion coaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a shadow <laughs> of a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, that. yeah, I mean, that's something we'll touch on, I guess, in a bit. But, um, yeah, yeah, the, the the selection of attractions there is is great. Yeah, okay, well that's a good segue onto the highlights then. So as a first timer then, what what would you say what would you say you really enjoyed, but even better than that, what would you say exceeded your expectations? Because obviously you're saying that you did some research, you obviously looked at the website, you looked at the Facebook page, you'll probably watched some, you know, videos on YouTube and, and so on. What would you say that while you know, as you got there and and you were actually in the park, what would you say you know exceeded your expectations? What were those highlights? Yeah, you know, I would say personally, um, the thing that the things that well, the thing that generally really struck me was, okay, right, the theming might not be one hundred percent. The 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 park maybe not be not have the best layout, but the quality of of rides and attractions and and coasters that they've got there is incredible like in like really really good actually that that is one thing that i came away from thinking i would go back to that park based on the coasters and the attractions that they've got which is obviously the main thing that 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 a theme park wants you know um i mean okay i mean i could go on for days but velocity absolutely fantastic that was my first booster bike that i've ever experienced first for coma booster bike and i was blown away like truly blown away it was so smooth it was so fun it packed a really like quick little launch that was again just wicked um mumbo jumbo i mean what a wild crazy ride that is i mean that was my first um no it wasn't actually that was my second sns i've ever done first sns loco um and again great ride you know once obviously the steepest in the world um if you've watched the trivia video uh but you know it was it was uh, it was amazing, it was so good. And then obviously Kamali, fantastic. Uh, I mean, quite a head banner, but for what it was, very intense. And that first drop. So, yeah, the coasters, 
honestly, without sounding too dramatic, did did really did blow me away. And I think that's the that's the one thing that this park has done really well is they've said, okay, we've got we've got the from the from the rides that we've got, pretty much almost every one is a is a solid hitter for, in in regards to the area. You know, it's a solid hitter. It's a reason to go to the park. And you know what? Absolutely. Great, I'd give it a solid eight and a half out of ten on their coaster selection because even though uh, there's only a few of them, everyone is different and everyone is a winner. And what about um, your? It was your first experience on uh, a shot and drop tower, and uh, if anyone's watched either my POV or probably Charlie's POV, which is probably better. Um, it, you were really surprised when it actually dropped from the top because I think because I said to you as we were, as we were approaching I said oh it's on shot and drop but I don't think you really sort of computed what I were saying and it was only I think when we actually got to the top and then we kind of locked in that I think it kind of dawned on you that we were gonna drop down yeah 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 absolutely because I'd done um before I, I had done you know a um a, a drop you know like like detonator or whatever and i had um also done uh previously a, a, a like a like a like a like a shot i guess you could say um so obviously dr doom dr doom's fearful and universal or um or uh, mysterious uh, mysterious mystery castle sorry what's have your words today mystery castle in Fantasyland. so i do, i have do, had done my fair share of towers but yeah you're right i'd never done a done a shot and drop and what a wonderful ride it was i have to say it and it beat um the likes of ice blast at uh uh blackpool pleasure beach honestly uh because yeah you know it boomeranged up and you you went nice and nice and fast and high that packed a punch and then you kind of it kind of slowed down it didn't necessarily drop all the way you got up to the top and i was like oh okay and i for some reason i just didn't process you're right i just didn't process that we were going to drop and do a full-on freefall but we did and it was what I mean. Talk about getting two rides in one. Great sort of value for value with with your ride time there, you know. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was it was great. Yeah, it, I mean, it'd be even better if it was, uh, you know, the um, if it wasn't an SS tower. If it was one of those that could, you know, rotate or something like that, because you actually get fantastic views, um, you know, on because it's obviously it's in the middle of the countryside in in North Yorkshire. So depending on where you sit, you get some really fantastic views. Um, on one side, you kind of see all the caravan park because Flamingoland's got a massive caravan park. And then if you kind of sit on the front, you get a really good view of uh, the new ride. So you can kind of sit on all four corners, uh, four four edges, and um, you know you can get a different view each time. So it's probably worth riding it, you know, at least four times just to get the different views. I think. Um, so was there anything else you would say um, that you really enjoyed about the day anything um, that you would say would have been a, a highlight though or anything is there anything that you would say if someone's the first time thinking about going to Flamingo Land what would you say to them you can't miss this this is something that you can't miss easy just just the just the coasters you you've got to do them all i I don't care how long the lines are you've got to do velocity you've got to do commander you've got to do mumbo jumbo um as the main ones as the main hitters obviously when the new 10 looper comes out you've got to do that as well i can't think of i don't really know flamingo land too well so i apologize if i if i missed out a few but um 
But those were my three highlights of the day, and it's definitely what I would recommend and say you cannot go to the park without without getting on. Okay, so let's um, let's start to wrap this up a little bit then. So, what we're going to end on then is just as a first timer, someone now who's been. If you were giving mm. advice to somebody who's thinking mm. about going to Flamingo Land, what would your top advice be? Uh, that you would give uh, to someone thinking about going to Flamingo Land? So I've, I've got three here, actually. Um, my, my first one is um, sounds really silly, but it's actually true. Um, bring an umbrella. Um, that sounds dumb, but the weather in Yorkshire can be a bit temperamental, especially outside of the summer months. And Flamingo Land's quite an open space, so there's not a lot of shelter around. So you definitely need something, either a big jacket or an umbrella. Um, for the uh, for the the pirate show, uh, it's fantastic. Um, but really, there's no major seating area there. There's just kind of picnic benches, and there's only a few. So um, I can imagine during busier times, those picnic benches are going to fill up. So if you're really really keen uh, to go and see the pirate show, then make sure you get there a little bit early and grab yourself a, sp- a space on one of those picnic benches, um, so you don't kind of miss out and have to be standing around, um, as that's not very comfortable. Um, and my final thing is really a logistics thing. Uh, when we were there, uh, we found that some of the parks and the rides opening, they were like split. They were on split times. So um, the uh, half the park opened in the morning, uh, half the other rides opened up in the afternoon. So just be aware of that and make sure you kind of know what rides are opening when so that you don't ever miss out on any attractions. But they're my three top tips. Yep, cool. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with them. Um what I would say is, I mean, at the moment, you have to book in advance anyway. But generally, uh, with Flamingo Land, never pay on the day. Um, you know, so when it goes back to normal, don't pay on the day because it's it's quite a lot more expensive to pay on the day than it is to pay in advance. Now, the price of Flamingo Land, some people... Some people say, well, it's, you know, the price that you pay online is, is generally more expensive than what you'd pay at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Um, but I think what people forget is that it's not just a theme park. There is a zoo as well. And obviously keeping animals and things like that is obviously quite expensive. And the enclosures uh, that they have for the animals are uh, very impressive, very well maintained. So, you know, you are paying for that as well. So I think you just have to bear in mind that if you just go in for the theme park, then it is going to feel like you're paying a little bit more than what you may pay, you know, for somewhere like Blackpool. But if you consider the fact that, you know, they've got the zoo area as well, I think it does actually represent a pretty good value. The only thing is, um, you know, the the can the park sometimes does do quite short hours, so it can sometimes, you know, just do ten till five. And I think in the past I've been there when it's closed at you know four. Uh, but usually, if you go in the summer, it will close around six o'clock, something like that. Uh, so I think I think it's decent value when you consider uh, what it offers, uh, and because I think if it didn't charge those kind of prices, I don't think they'd be able to maintain uh, the zoo as well as what they do um so yeah so so the only thing i wanted to end on is the fact that 
unless you live in Yorkshire, you might not be aware that um, Flamingo Land is actually pretty close to Scarborough. Um, and what we did is, because we, we, it was pretty quiet when we went, we uh, finished in the park at around about, I think it was about three o'clock. Uh, and so we decided to head down to Scarborough. So if you've never been uh, to this part of Yorkshire before, I, I would really recommend you know, heading down to Scarborough, either heading down, you know, and just spending the evening there or, you know, even staying a night there. Uh, and Sam, you were you were quite surprised by uh, Scarborough, weren't you? Because I think it was a bit bigger than what you were expecting. And, um, you know, it, it's a, a town of two halves, you know, because you have one side, you know, where all the arcades are. Uh, so we went to Terra Tower, didn't we? Um, you know, and, and we we enjoyed. I can't, how much did we pay into Terra Tower? Was it? It was only a few pounds. I want to say, yeah, I want to say Terra Tower was a fiver each to get in. But I mean, it was a fantastic, actually, really fun little experience. Um, Scarborough in general, I, I was so surprised at how not, how like quaint and wonderful it was because you know you've got you've actually got quite a lot of attractions there you've obviously got the seafront with the amusements and your fish and chips and and terror towers there as well as a couple of other bits but then if you go kind of further kind of away from that area you've got like the um these gardens that you can walk around that that are gorgeous and then you've even got the old water chutes and and a big stadium so that there there is quite a lot to do there and terra tower just happened to be one of the attractions that i was really keen um as a as a fan of halloween and horror you know um to to do and uh and it was great you know there were there weren't any live actors that day just because of covid wouldn't allow it but um it was it was a great really fun shocking uh and scary experience that was that was only a fiver on the door so what's not to love yeah and i think i think we're in there for sort of 15 20 minutes weren't we um yeah so it's definitely well worth going to and yeah and like you say scarborough's got so much going for it um and we will at some point i don't know if it's going to be this year now um but we will do um a trip out to scarborough and we'll do a video uh going on the different attractions that you'll find at scarborough uh such as the the railway um and also there is um a museum just outside scarborough that has uh some very uh old traditional uh antique uh rides um that's not going to open uh, this year. Uh, they've told me that they're not planning to open this year, but they are hoping to open again next year in 2021. So we'll we'll do we'll we'll go to Scarborough. We'll go to the uh, Scarborough Fair collection, and we'll do a bit of a video. Uh, if you follow along on Facebook, uh, then just keep to tabs with that. But it's probably going to be next year now, by the looks of it. Okay, so um, just before we close up then, Sam, have you got any final thoughts you want to share? I would just say really, you know, for anyone that hasn't yet experienced the Flamingo Land or, or Scarborough, do go down there. Make a, make, if, you're coming up, uh, if you're coming up from the south, um, you know, make a bit of a trip out of it. Stay for a few days. There's enough to do in the area for a little staycation. And, um, and it's such a beautiful area. It's really nice. And Flamingo Land, there, there is a lot to do there. There's some great attractions. And then you can also get your thrills and spills uh, in Scarborough as well. So just, just give it a go. Trust me, you won't, you won't be disappointed. Brilliant. So if you want to find uh, Theme Park Loopy, we are on Facebook. So come and say hello on Facebook and give us a little follow on there. 
we do also have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, we've not been able to post as much as we'd liked, but if you would like to check that out, we've got a few different vlogs on there, uh, either from Alton Towers, and we do have the Flamingo Land vlog on there as well. Uh, so you can check that out and, and see for yourself what we've been talking about. Because one of the best things about Flamingo Land is that it's one of the very few uh, attractions in the UK that do actually allow you to film on the rides so we do actually have some on ride footage not as uh, a little bit shaky but you get the idea uh sam do you want to just remind everyone where they can find you yeah sure so you can find uh, everything that's happening uh on my side of things that's at coaster sam blog on instagram um and we post as i say opinion pieces on there and we also have the link to our blog as well as our igtv and our theme park trivia videos Brill, thanks very much. Right, well, thanks for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you again in the next episode. This podcast is over.